0: Had to go about it,
1: write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. And there's some stories. Finally we daily, Adam tell Collins and Jeff Lemon back together at the Jabba, the woolen gabba, here in Brisbane. And what a day of test cricket it was to start the series between Australia and South Africa, which Jeff will summarise. Fifteen wickets, 30 seconds. Good luck.
0: South Africa got sent in, bowled out for 152. Wickets shared around. Scott Boland multiple in and over, of course. Looked like they were screwed. Uh, then they come back. Australia 3 for 27. They're on top. Then they're not. Travis Head and Steve Smith banged together 114 in about five minutes. Travis Head still out. they 70-odd, not out. Two more wickets full. Australia 5 down, 7 runs behind. Can the South Africans get back into it? Maybe they can. They probably can't, but maybe they can.
1: Quite the day of cricket. So Verena top scores with 64. He put on... 98 September Babuma mm-hmm. but they were already 4 for 27 by that stage after the Scott Bowl and Double Wicket Maiden as a few birds oh, you know, right. fornicate above us here in the uh, in the grandstand there
0: are, there are a lot of crows, um, we're not in Adelaide, but there are many crows And you will be it's, able it's, to hear them if you listen to the show It
1: is distracting, we'll yeah. push on um, But Verena batted really, really nicely, for e 64 but mm-hmm. then the collapse came, so at one stage they're 4 for 125, they're all out yep. for 152, so what's that? 6 for 27, yep. they lose in that collapse. I, I think the collapse to
0: had already come. There'd been the, the collapse and then the other collapse. The, yeah. two, bits, the two halves of the collapse. That, that's true. There was a momentary interregnum of the collapse. <laughs> it was like Christmas Day 1914 when the Germans and the English played football <laughs> of the collapse. In which it was like, let's stop collapsing for say an hour. For 25 overs the, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah in really. the side of the lunch break. And then we'll come back and finish, collapsing later.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds pretty fair. Yeah. To my way of seeing it. It was yeah. almost a direct replica of what happened to England yeah. 12 months ago, except, of course, England elected to win the toss and bat on a, on a pitch that looked you know, not, perhaps not quite as green as this, but did mm-hmm. about as much as this. England were three down
0: early. Way more like muggy and moist sure. and cloudy. Though.
1: Yeah, for all of that. But just a scorecard. They were three for 27 yeah. early, I think, today. It was four for 27. They were four mm-hmm. down at lunch, and they were all out for 147 on the stroke of tea. South Africa, all out for 152 two on the stroke of team. that two overs difference all mm-hmm. told. So in terms of wickets, three for Stark, he's one away from 300, yep. two for Cummins, one early, one late. Got Van Der and caught behind, got the last wicket. Yep. Bowling the double wicket maiden, his second over of the day, which meant for a time his bowling average went back to 9.65 uh, again. 9.65. Uh, no. Green yep. didn't get a wicket. Nathan Lyon, 3 for 14 from 8. Could have easily been 5 or 6. Lyon did everything right. Yeah. Bowling on a track Lyon that he loves.
0: took, took 3 in 15 balls without conceding a run yeah. at one point. It was like that. He was just um, on, the,
1: on the mark today. Bowling, uh, I would say a more aggressive line. They used to call it the Australian up line, didn't they, for off spinners? Oh, yeah. Wider of the off start. I know that, for example, Ian Healy's big on this. That line doesn't bowl wide of the off stump enough. And when he does, bloody hell, like today, mm. they were, on day one, this is, yeah. it was like he was bowling these gigantic off cutters, but they were off
0: breaks. Yeah, and there was one that went, turned about four feet and went down the leg side yeah. for four buys. Um, he was getting prodigious bounce and turn. But by the time he came on, by the time he was bowling his second over, literally, he almost wasn't needed because they yeah. they were going to wrap that innings up pretty quickly. Um, it was interesting how it started. You've got South Africa coming here. They've got to get all G'd up. They're taking on Australia. Here we go. We've got, we've got a substandard batting lineup. We've got good bowling. We've got to take them on. Oh, shit, we've been sent in. We have to bat first. Okay, we've got Dean Elgar. He's the guy who's got to bat through and bat long. And instead, said he's the guy who gloves one down the leg side for three, was it? Yep. And gives a catch to Alex Carey, gives Mitchell Stark a wicket off a terrible delivery. And that, that, that sort of felt like everything for South Africa. It was like, oh, air out of the balloon. You know, they're not going to be able to do this. And look, there was a bit of resistance. Uh, Sarah Levy did his best for a while, sort of hung in there and played a couple of nice drives down the ground. Um, But yeah, Cummins picks up the second wicket after, bowling badly for his first couple of overs, couldn't get the radar, was bowling too short, beating the edge, but way too short. Pitch over pitches and gets driven a couple of times, and then almost the first time he gets his, like, Cummins patented line and length right, caught behind. Yeah. See you later.
1: Yeah, it felt like... I agree with you it was the first perfect ball he bowled but it was the pressure in the previous over from Cummins when he got it a bit fuller yeah. and Scott Boland said at lunch on telly that they wanted to bowl fuller but I don't think they did bowl that full no. in the first session when they got it right yeah. uh, very hard to play and Boland showed that having um, Evia caught in the gully great catch from Cameron yep. Green moving to his left and a couple of balls later Zondo uh, leg before wicket with one that Came back sharply and hit him on the flap, but he's such a short fella that it was still clipping the, the off bail. So Boland goes bang bang mm-hmm. at the start. Then that fantastic Which he loves partnership. He
0: loves taking more than one in an over. Doesn't he, Why just? take one wicket in an over, Scott Boland, when you can take more than one? He's and prob- that's what he does. He's probably <laughs> done it now. We did it twice at the MCG. Yep. Once, once in at Adelaide.
1: Huck- uh, w- uh, once in Sydney. Yep. Once in Adelaide. So it's f- five times in Test cricket he's had multiple wickets in the over already. Mm. Mm. Um, yes, outstanding. But yeah, then you turn the page. And I mean, look, that partnership. I really like. Uh, I enjoyed that
0: partnership. It was a fun
1: partnership. Verena is a good player. Yeah, Verena is a, like full stop. Verena's a good cricketer, resourceful. I liked that he mm-hmm. um, at one point he placed the ball between third slip and gully, but he yeah. watched it all the way down. He was trying oh, yeah. to do that. Like there, there's yeah. a sense that he's willing to. I mean, excuse the horrible cliche, but he's a bit of a bass bowler. Like he's always looking to score, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation and today when the counter-attack was required, yep. he had the skills for it.
0: And he took on the short stuff as well. So there's an over from Green where he goes, pull shot for four, uppercut for six yep. in, in the space of an over. At that point he'd only scored one run. He goes to 11 off 11 balls and you're like, okay, here we go, happy days. Um, and he doesn't go at quite that clip, he ends up at a strike rate of 70-odd. But he, he was looking to score, he took on the short ball, he, he played pull shots over mid-wicket a lot. And he played that glide through the cordon, and I reckon four times maybe, it kept happening. Um, and I kept seeing it being talked about as like he's edged it. I, I don't think he really was edging it. He was quite deliberately placing that ball there. Um, interesting for him, I mean, he's got this really good first class record. Today was his 12th test match and before this point he'd made 100. That's it. And otherwise never topped 40. His next yep. score was 39-9. So this was his first like official half century. Um, yeah, he gets to 64, he does the business. And Bavuma just recognises, okay, well, this guy's playing well, so I'm just going to score ones. I'm just going to get off strike when I can um, and try to run him out about seven times, which, I mean, the running between the wickets was woeful, but they managed to survive and they managed to put on that stand. You
1: know, I admired the way Bavuma played through the offside, but... Lavishly on a number of mm. occasions, but it all comes apart. They're all out for one fifty-two. We turned the page. That final session. Uh, how many yeah. overs were bowled in it? There was thirty-three point one overs for about bowled. Four in hours it. that final. And season. David Warner is out to the first ball of it. Let's start there before okay. we get to the really exciting yep. bit. David Warner out first ball at the worst possible time because of yep. well, you want to jump in.
0: What well, just to say one other golden duck in his career. Yes. And, and he's never been out from the first ball of the innings before.
1: Okay, right, that, that lines up, yeah, because he used to never face the first ball until a couple of years ago. But um, first ball here, Roberta gets big on him. Um, the comparison's been made by everybody else, so why not us as well? When Ricky Ponting fell over 10 years ago when Jacques Cullis bowled him, there was a sense that, oh, right, this is the point where his eyes have gone. Unfair as it was, it was a lovely ball from Jacques Cullis. I've always kind of defended Ponting on that front, but yeah. it was the symbolism of falling down. To me, right. Warner playing with one hand off the bat with his eyes shut prompted a similar set of feelings, oh, yeah. I think. And, and, yeah. you, and, I mean, Jeff, we didn't get a chance to really talk about this um, on The Daily Show last week when I was doing it with Baratso, but we, yeah. we did get into the idea that it's no kind of character assassination or it's no sort of like overarching criticism of a great career to say that at 36 he might be on the decline. His numbers post-COVID or even from COVID starting all those series averages, nothing higher than 34. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for you know a couple of years now, and that's fine, like that's okay. David Warner's been an all-time great. It's just that I think we've probably crossed the precipice that even if he were to make runs here and at Melbourne, I kind of still think that it might be the right time. You don't want to, yeah. and Ricky Ponting said this on seven, you don't want a great of the game to get to India have two poor test matches, Australia to be one down or something, and go, sorry, Davey, you're retiring. Mm. Like, you want him to be able to do it on his own terms, do it at the SCG, and that feels like it might line up really well with what's ahead of them.
0: I can can see that. I just, I don't necessarily think he's gone. I think think people love death-riding a player towards the end of their career. Like, a lot of people who watch the game love nothing more than... Wondering when someone's going to retire, and they'll spend about you know the, the final ten years of someone's career going, could retire? Is he going to retire this year? Is he going to retire next year? And so on. You know, I've heard people saying, oh, I couldn't make any runs against the West Indies. You're like, well, he made 48 against the West Indies. Um, oh, but that doesn't count because they're a shit team. Okay, but you were just mad that he wasn't making runs against the West Indies, and now the runs he did make doesn't count. Oh, hasn't made 100 in a long time. Well, he made 94 and 95 in the Ashes less than a year ago to help set up an Ashes win. Uh, I agree that he's not the player that he was, but I don't think that we know conclusively that that's a permanent state, or whether it's a product of the fact that his head's muddled, he's had a shit couple of months, he's unhappy, he's distracted, and a whole lot of other things are going on. I think we've seen over the last few years he's not as good facing fast short bowling as he once was. I don't think he ever loved facing really fast short bowling, but yeah, he, he's not that same player, but I don't think it necessarily follows that he's done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose the other side of it is the 94 and 95 he made, he was rattled by fast bowling. Mm. And what do you think England are going to do next year? Yeah. So there's that There's that yeah. part, oh, yeah, they'll obviously bombard him. Well, and what that,
0: England will do is have six fast bowlers get injured and then they'll go in with a bunch of <laughs> it, 74 mile an hour. Even,
1: well, those 74 mile an hour is not the broad bowls that, but was enough to work him over last time. So yeah. there, there are lots of different parts to this, but... If I were Warner, and it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's been a professional athlete for as long as he is, but I'd also be thinking about former colleagues of his who had a really bad end and their mm. batting averages took a tumble. And, you know, Ponting is one of those. He was a, a 60 plus guy for ages and finished with a batting average of I don't know, 52 or 53, 51, yeah. which is still brilliant by the way, but yep. it didn't need to be that way had he not gone on. The other obvious example is Michael Clark, who his average only dropped beneath 50 for his last few test matches. And mm. in hindsight, I think Clark himself said that he should have retired after a century at Adelaide in, in 2014. So yeah, that might be playing in his mind. It might not. I mean, yep. Warner being Warner, the more we talk about it, the more he'll want to stick it to everybody, but, yeah. but he's a savvy dude. So
0: he'll want to play in the Olympics in Brisbane.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's right here at the Gabba. Uh, that started, well, a, a very exciting passage of play. Okay. Manus labashane out to the first ball that Marco Janssen bowled yeah. in Australia. He, both um, labashane and subsequently Khawaja, they were both um, caught in the cordon for 11. In Khawaja's case, it was mm. from Nortier's second delivery in Australia, so in consecutive overs. Yeah. Both of them tried to take weight out of their hands. Mm-hmm. In, in Kawaja's case, his whole hand was off the bat, yep. but such was the pace and carry of Brisbane. I love this track already.
0: And Nokia bowling 150 clicks. No,
1: no, no, but yeah. that wasn't 150 clicks. The point is, it obviously is quick, but it's more that the track gives so much, even mm-hmm. if you're trying to take weight out of it, if it clips yeah. the edge, it's gonna carry through at a catchable height. Um, and Simon Harmer, the sub, getting one of those catches mm-hmm. at third slip, Dean Elgar, the other, yep. at second, and they were up and about.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Marnus has not been nicking into the cordon. No. That is not a thing that he's been doing lately. No the left armour with the angle across and, and Labashain was playing for a bit of in-swing I fancy and it, it sort of looked like it was going to swing in for a bit and then went on straight so that it, that ends up taking the edge. And the Kawaja one, there was the very little he could do. It just it exploded at him. It, Rapid, it, came, yeah. it, it got proper bounce from a not that short a length. Um, and in the end, it was sort of shoulder of the bat almost, and, yeah. and flies up into the cordon. so, what well, is it with Nokia? It went, and that was a quick delivery, but it's yeah. more
1: like, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's the rapid bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that—that that, that might sound a bit like wise bounce, or not all the same. On some surfaces, it just rears up, and yeah. for whatever reason, like someone like Jofra Archer gets rapid bounce, and so does Nokia.
0: Yeah, and it was exciting. Like at that point, you go, okay, Australia 27 for three. South Africa had been 27 for three, then 27 yes. for four. So, you know, do Australia lose another wicket there? Do they end up in the same position? Um, Steve Smith comes out, cover drives his very first ball off Janssen for four, plays in a couple of lovely straight drives, that little on drive just to the on side of straight that he played. So he's ready to get going. He's getting stuck into it from the get go. Um, and Travis Head comes out and pokes a little bit and then he gets that edge into the cordon and it bounces just in front of Elgar and Elgar yep. comes up to the squealer gun not appealing, but saying, I don't know, no, I might have yeah. caught it. Can you have a look? They decide that he hasn't caught it. Travis Head survives. That's the only chance-ish kind of thing that he gives in his innings. And then he just goes, you know what? I'm going to take down everything, whatever you bowl at me. Any width, I'm going to carve it. I'm going to hit it down the ground. And he brings up 50 in 48 balls with a six. It's like it's outrageous. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like... I'm I genuinely don't know how he does it, right? Like, he looks less chancy and less dicey than he did as a player, say, a year or two ago. He looks more in command and in control. But how does a player, when a team's bowling that well, say, I think I'll just take him apart for a runner ball 70 odd" and pull it off? How does he do it? I mean, he was on track for a century in a session. Let's just go through it. So it was a
1: 23 over partnership with 117, which started with part one, an absolutely peppering head, with the yeah. short stuff and with you know outside the off stump, he was playing with both feet off the ground routinely. Smith down the other end, leaving balls go, going the full pirouette. You know, I wouldn't say yeah. it was as extravagant as last year, but you know we've spoken to Smith the before. That, Whoopi Goldberg, what, what, yeah, well, when, two. what was Smith spoken before about when he needs to really concentrate yeah. to that next level. He starts with it, and, and look, that that reflects how dicey the situation was. Then they break the back of it. You mentioned heady hit um, down the ground so well a couple of times. They got into a groove. They both got to 20. Mm-hmm. Then he moves from I would say 30 to 57 in about 20 balls head. Yeah. And I said on comms, um, whisper it, century in a session coming our way. And that yeah. is when they slow down. The, the last part of their partnership, yep. um, to the credit of Rabata and Engedi, after Engedi went around for 15 from his first over of the spell, Maharaj had 17 taken from two overs, I think it was to mm-hmm. start. Rabada shut things down. And Gidi played his role as well. And Nokia comes back at the end of the day to bowl the delivery of the day. an off-cutter at, I didn't see the radar, it must have been around 150, back through the gate, hitting the top of Smith's middle stump. Mm -hmm. The stuff you dream of when you're a bowler like Nokia. Gets them the night watchman Mm -hmm. for the close of play, which we'll come to in a second the Hall of Fame. It's Boland, he edges off. Stumps yeah. and it's five down, seven in arrears, and it's game on again.
0: Yeah, so Boland does his job because he gets them into the last over, and then Nick Srebata's so cool. He's got them to stumps, no yeah. worries. Um, but but it's, it's the previous over against Nokia. That's the one that they really need him to see out, and he does. Even, I mean, coming out, it's getting dark. The guy's bowling 150Ks, and you're Scott Boland. You're like, I'm, I'm here to bowl. I'm not here to do this. Yeah did it, protected Cameron Green from maybe coming out and gloving a bouncer or something like that. Um, But yeah, I mean the delivery that Nokia bowled to Smith, the the movement on that was about half a foot. To beat Steve Smith on the inside edge, you've got to bowl a pretty special delivery. Too
1: right. I mean, teams have been trying to get Steve Smith that way for a decade and it's probably happened thrice. Yes. Um, And today was one of those and Uh Nokia is a special talent, both here and Jansen getting wickets early on to get going. Jansen bowled so well at the start. Um, he's already a star at 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a shame in a way they didn't get the chance to bowl first. I know Dean Elgar said at the toss they would have batted had they won the toss. I'm sure he is lying because that's the way Dean Elgar is. Totally calling bullshit on him. Uh, and I love Dean yeah. Elgar for doing it that yeah. way. Like, he know, is I, so
0: stubborn <laughs> that he's like, there is no way I will concede that we didn't get what we want. And, and, this is exactly what we wanted.
1: And head finishes more than yeah. 70. He's 78 not out from 77 balls. Yeah. A sparkling effort. A couple of times Punching through cover through the X as a gap there. Daniel Gar's like, What have I got to do here? Throwing yep. his head back yep. in the cordon. Then they put point a fielder there. The
0: air a bunch of times. But then they
1: put a fielder there, next ball, head gets inside the line and clips a six to move to fifty. Like you yep. feel for a skipper in a situation like yep. that. You know, speaking ahead a little bit um, on air and off in the last couple mm. of weeks, he just feels free. Yeah. He just feels free. I think that he came into the summer feeling a bit nervous about his spot in the side. Yep. Ninety nine <laughs> relatively risk free runs at Perth. Uh uh-huh. battered his socks off at Adelaide in the first innings last week and now he's in that zone where he's like he's probably already thinking i can go really big tomorrow Mm. and that's a great place to be as a cricketer it doesn't happen too often
0: while everyone else is getting out around him i mean it's extraordinary like South Africa could come out and knock off Australia for another 30 runs tomorrow if if he edges off early, or he could come out and make another 130. Well, like, like here last year,
1: he made 152 yeah. and about 140 balls and exactly. 85 ball century. So he won't quite get to three figures yeah. that quickly tomorrow. But it's a similar, you know, the rhythm of the day was like for like, yeah. and it was just the fact that last year mm. they got rained
0: off at T. Yeah. This year we got to see a full session. The rhythm of the night, however, <laughs> that is another thing. That's uh, the and track That we'll be playing straight after this. Yeah, it, look, it was thrilling. I loved it. I loved watching Travis Head do this this crazy thing. And he's done it enough times now that you're like, maybe he can keep doing it. Like maybe he, he can be consistent playing this way like if, if he can it'll be uh, I hope so it'll be something to say I hope he
1: gets a go to do it in England because he's the best antidote to bat sorry again I'm, I'm falling into a bit of the trope here but if England are batting at six and over yeah head's the one dude who can you know kind of go with them and, and, and not wilt yeah. in the face of that kind of pressure. If they try and go that way, mm-hmm. he's that he's that guy for Australia at the moment. Uh, Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, we are sport for choice today. Uh, Jeff, you go first then.
0: Well, yeah, I just want to say Woodstock Cricket, get 20% off of that. TFW20.
1: Woodstockcricket.co.uk.
0: Um, yeah, okay, what have we got? I liked when the substitute fielder, Simon Harmer, takes mm. the catch in the cordon off with Kawaja, and jumps up and I'm like what's going on on the back of his shirt and he's yeah. got Harmi with an I written on the back and, of his shirt and different
1: font look at his shirt tomorrow harma and the number yeah. is in different font to everybody else's right. maybe he didn't expect yeah. to be playing this, this match and thus they didn't
0: the the series and send him the new kit. just draw it on with a permanent marker. Is it a thing where in Victoria he's Simon Harmer, but in New South Wales he's a Simon (laughs) Harmy? What about the fact that he... (laughs) Nationwide, he's Harmo. (laughs) Just to try to bridge the differences (laughs) between... If you put a bit of cheese on him, and a bit of ham, a bit of tomato sauce... You know, then when we can have great, pointless arguments. Is so. it going to be
1: a potato cake or a potato scallop? Exactly. That's the real argument yeah. at the core of this. The only, Potato cake, the of course.
0: Only subjects that Australian political journalists <laughs> engage with online. That's that's how they connect with the people.
1: Um, I just think with the Harmer thing as well, what was good was that takes a catch at third slip when Engedi's off the field, straight back off the field again as a sub. Yep, Love it when a sub fielder pays off straight away. Um, Steve Smith dancing around, I mentioned it before, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen that in a while. Since Scott Boland.
0: I think Nathan Lyon's oh, been punted. He's only been night uh, watchman uh, for uh, fucking 20 years, Nathan Lyon. Yeah. But and I don't I think, I think he ever liked lost doing his job. it. I don't think he enjoyed it. I he think was quite he... good at it. Yeah. You did
1: it, I mean, you get it's a specialist role, right. you probably do it, what, three times a year? Mm. But Lyon, therefore, would have done it about 30 times. Mm. Um, I, I mean I know. I just on that we got a bit of correspondence i love to crunch
0: your stats how many mm. like six and up in the order yeah. spots is lying a bit
1: of correspondence that came okay. in I'm, I should have committed this to memory who it came from but and it's bang on five balls to go in today's play there's still three minutes to go but because we're in the final over they walk off mm. we should we should push to get that law changed I mean if you take a wicket in the final over you complete should get Complete for that complete the, completely over they yeah. should have got five more balls in Australia tonight
0: Well, I think it was, yeah, but if it... Because they they give you three minutes, don't they, to come out? It's a time thing. That's the allowance, and therefore they're like, well, by the time you've used up your three minutes, it's past stumps.
1: I don't know. I I just think that's something they should reconsider in the modern era, the idea of walking off to make sure they meet their meal times Mm. um, when nothing else seems to, you know... I mean, meal times are moved around so often. I I would would have that in the back of my mind. Um, And this is not um, a Hall of Fame necessarily, um, but I just think it's worth noting on the way through... Uh, the ceremony before play today to the murdered cops um, in Queensland during the week was—I mean—that was as emotional as anything I've ever seen at the cricket ground. Um, yeah. It was so utterly tragic um, what happened last week, and I know we, you know, occasionally make fun of crazy people on the internet, um, but to think that um, that has been the genesis for a series of events that's led towards two police officers being killed in yeah. in service this week is just yeah, beyond and belief. Third
0: civilian third who's civilian, just, course, yeah. you know, happens to be around the area trying to. Find out what's going on. Yeah, yeah just it was
1: so good. so so awful, and the way the players um, commemorated that, and the police officers were in tears as well. It was just it was hard not to be. And I think
0: the, yeah. the the round of applause that's what really stood out yeah. was yeah. that the the MC, you know, James Cherry, doing a more somber job than than his usual uh, style. He's he's trying to do the next bit. You know, he's done the we do the round of applause. Now we'll have a minute silence. But the applause just kept going. Yeah, we just had to wait and wait. It was it was a really organic, natural moment from that crowd saying we're not ready to stop yet.
1: So that is the Hall of Fame uh, thanks to woodstockcricket.co.uk TFW20 for 20% off the best bats in the world, and that's us done as well. Good to have Jeff back on The Daily Show. You can listen to story time that we recorded at Jeff's house in Melbourne a couple of days ago. If I do say so myself, it's a pretty bloody good episode. Strong. Uh, Strong story time. Right, we're going to go to the pub. This has been a great day of Test Cricket. See you tomorrow. Ta-da.
0: See ya. I had to go about it.